For more information on this topic or on the subject of disciple making in general, look us up online at browndegreen.org or send us an email directly at podcast at browndegreen.org. Thanks for listening. You are now listening to The Great Awakening, a disciple making podcast brought to you by Brown to Green. And now for your host, Michael Ferris, Travis Evans, and Stanton Cole. Hey, welcome back to the Great Awakening Podcast. Man, it's been it's been a good season of rest, and it's really good to be back with you guys. Man, I've, we've really, really just missed you, and, and we got some really cool stories to share with you. We've been lining some stuff out, and again, like I said, I'm extremely excited to be back with you guys. And so this is Michael Ferris. Hey, it's Travis Evans. And this is Stanton Cole. And today we are sitting with the original KD, Kevin Daniels. And so Kevin was the um, former lead pastor at Hare Church before um, Chris Moinks. You heard an earlier episode of him before he came from Kansas City down to Hare Church. And so, man, Kevin, thank you for joining us today and doing the podcast. You're very welcome. Glad to be here. And so, Kevin, like, if you don't mind, like, can you just introduce yourself a little bit and just kind of tell us like who you are and what you're currently doing? Yeah, well, I am uh, currently a uh, real estate appraiser. When I uh, left Hare Church, um, I decided I, my wife decided that I needed to make a living, so I had to <laughs> figure out what we wanted to do. So I uh, started my own business. Um, I'm a real estate appraiser, and uh, took a, took a while to to get to that point. But uh, I have my own business, and uh, that's what I do to to make money um, currently. But uh, I'm also uh, in a uh, discipleship group with Moix we'll talk about in a little bit but that's kind of what I'm doing right now going doing right now and there's there's been some times too you've been coming in and helping a local body here right in Westmore yes uh the church I was on staff at uh for 10 years before I came to Harrow Church uh we're, we're back there and we're uh just kind of helping out we we speak and just kind of do whatever needs to be done uh currently there awesome awesome so we got to have lunch with you or breakfast yesterday with you. And so we got to hear some of your story. And so like, how, how long would you say you've been doing ministry like currently? Well, about 30 years, uh, as far as vocational ministry. Um, I, uh, uh I, I took over a, a two year old church plant at age 23. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I went to, uh, university of Oklahoma and, uh, and, uh, God got a hold of my life there. And, uh, man, I just went head, head into it. And so maybe your listeners are thinking, what in the world were you doing? I have no clue what I was doing. <laughs> uh, so it's uh, 23. Yeah. So it was a, it, it was a, a church plant two years old. Uh, when I, when I got there, there's about 40 people or so. And then you know, over the course of the next month, you know, everybody left. So we start, basically started, <laughs> basically started over and, uh, didn't know what we were doing, but, but, you know, over, over time we, uh, God sent us people and, so we, we kind of started out, uh, you know, just doing what we knew to do. And that was kind of a traditional church. If you uh, put us in a timeline, maybe 1950s hymns, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, Sunday school, that kind of thing, suit, tie, the whole nine yards. And uh, so this is the night, this is the 90, early nineties now. And at this point, the, uh, the seeker movement is coming on the scene. So uh, Rick Warren, Bill Hybels, uh, guys like that are kind of leading that, that movement. And so, um, what, you know, what is, what is the seeker movement? 
Secret Movement, would, in a nutshell, is an attractional model, meaning you come to church and we're going to put on a really good message, great music. We're going to be casual. We're going to, we're going to, uh, our, our evangelism is going to be uh, not for the body to share their faith, but you just bring them. Okay. You bring them and we're going to be so good that uh, they're going to fall before God. And that's kind of how, how, <laughs> how it was. But uh, uh, so we, you know, we did that and we, you know, I think we meant well and, and people started coming, man. So, uh, you know, we're young. I'm in my twenties at this point, young families are coming. We're in, we're in a growing area of Oklahoma city. Was this something you thought you would do before you're, before you're 23? Like, was this on your radar at all as a youth, like growing up? I mean, you're at OU. No, I, I, no. I mean, I, I, I got, I went from death to life at 16. Hmm. And, uh, you know, at that point being a spiritual infant, um, you know, just God's growing me despite me. And then I went, when I went to college, um, my faith exploded. God uh, put me with a mentor in my life and uh, he was a pastor about 10 years older than me. And I just started hanging around him. And at that point, you know, he just started having me coming over more and more. He gave me a little, you know, paying, a paying job at the church to clean, to clean the building, that kind of thing, just to get me around there. And then God just did his thing. And so the next thing you know, I know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm feeling like, man, I'm God's, I'm, I need to, I didn't preach, man. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, you know, go into ministry full time. So, so I was going to coach, uh, okay. I'm a sports guy. And so I was going to coach and teach and, uh, but, uh, you know, about a year away from graduation, I knew that's what God wanted me to do. So when I graduated college, I went full time ministry and, awesome. uh, uh, and so at 23, I did that. And so I was there for 13 years and, uh, uh, you know, God did his thing and God, you know, God sent us people and man, we're, we're going hard, man, we're going hard. But, at the same time, the fallacy that it is, is, um, you know, it's all up to us. Like I'm worn out. Like I am worn out at, at, thir at after 13 years of that. And, uh, and, and, and not even, you know, not, not knowing the why and all that. That's only, my, I, I, I bought into that model, you know, and, and, and I'm going hard at it. And, uh, so, so about 2002, I'd, I'd made great friends with an, a local pastor we're meeting together once a week, whatever. And, and, uh, his was a larger church and it was probably the hottest, the hottest church in Oklahoma city as far as an attractional model church that wasn't named life church. Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, they were growing like crazy and needing somebody. So I was at a worn out. I was at a place where I didn't, I didn't feel like I wanted to lead, be the lead pastor. So I, I went and joined that church and that's the church I'm at now at Westmore. And, uh, again, people are coming out the wazoo. Um, uh, yeah highly attractional model. And so we, we do this, you know, I do this for, for 10 years until I come to here, but along the way, I think it's the important part of the story is along the way um, I'm realizing something's broken. Like this doesn't work. Like, like, like we're not going to reach America by doing what we're doing currently. Oh, come on. And, and so, but, but again, do I recognize that? Do I know what the solution is to that? No, you know, so, cause you know, I, and so I'm, you know, all my mentors, as far as, you know, guys I read, listen to, go to their conferences, all that, you know, it's just do a better job. Just do a better job. And, and they, they, they sure seem to be successful at it. And, and so, so you just keep working hard and working hard, but I'm, I'm worn out, man. Like, like we're wearing out. So any, what's, what's ironic is even along the way, even in, in our staff meetings, um, about this point sometime in the two thousands, uh, Willow Creek comes out with us with a reveal study that basically says, 
hey, we got it wrong. Like they tracks them all. We're not producing disciples. And we're going over that in our staffings and everything. But we're still blazing ahead, still doing what we're doing. And, and you know, one of our statements is, you know, it's, it's all about Sunday. Like that's, that's some of our mantras is it's all about Sunday. And let's say, you know, get more people here, get bigger, 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 you know, it's all for the kingdom. It's like, but that, you know, it's not that, that we're selfish in what we're trying to do. It's just, that's, that's the model that we bought into. And, uh, you know, and, and when you have that lens, that's what you see in the scripture, you know? And, and so anyway, so I'm worn out we're, he's worn out. We're all worn out, but that's all we know. So then, so, so I come to Hera. I don't know how I ended up here, honestly, like all, except God, like I, like, like I wasn't looking to leave here at uh, uh, Westmore church or anything, but um, you know, the opportunity uh, comes about and, and I'm, I clearly hear the voice of the Lord. Like you need to, you need to go there. And I'm going, no, I don't like, I don't need to go there. Like, I've got, I've got everything I need. I don't want, I don't want to do that. So, so I end up going. Long story short, I end up going uh, or, or coming to to uh, Herod Church, and it's not too long in. Uh, and I was there for six years, the lead pastor for six years. It's it's a short time in that um, I realize it's not going to work. Mm. Like like the tractional model, uh, which which Herod uh, Church had with uh, the previous pastor. Um, I just kind of continued that and didn't do as good, probably good as job as 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 he did before me. But, but along the way, I'm going like this, this, this is not going to work. And, uh, and I don't know the timelines and all that, but, but maybe halfway through whatever, like this thing, I'm going like, unless something changes, like it, this, it, it could go under. That's what I'm thinking as a lead pastor and, and I'm going, dude. And so, so if you've been raised in an attractional model and it's all about you, there's, there's feelings of failure, like like you're a loser and all those kinds of things. Like what in the world are we going to do? So, um, you know, along the way, uh, you know, God, God's showing me, and I think he's showing some guys here too, guys like Murray Brockman, guys like that, like, like, uh, probably Travis is probably part of that as well. Um, there needs to be a change here. And, uh, but I didn't have the energy nor did I have the courage to do what needed to be done. And because because what what I what I felt like would happen is if I you know going to change everything, then everybody's going to leave like and we're going to shut the door because we can't pay the bills. And so, right or wrong, that's the truth. And and so, um, um, you know, I I announced my resignation, stayed. I'm agreed to stay as long as I need to stay until the next guy comes in. And so, I mean, honestly, um, my best wish at that point was to get another attractional guy that was younger, that had more energy, that was better, that could do it, that could pull it off. Uh, even though in my heart, I knew that this discipleship needed to happen. But in my wild, never in my wildest dreams would I imagine <laughs> that God would do that here. And so, uh, and then, so when I heard Moix was coming, I go, what <laughs> just happened? Like, so that was, a, that was a celebr that was a celebratory moment for me, honestly, oh, awesome. like that God did his thing. Like you did it. I had, I had no, in, in my wildest dreams, imagine that God would have done that. And God goes, just watch me do this. <laughs> so did, I just shake my head. And, and so when I 
first met Moix, I, I went up to him and I said, I am thrilled that you're here. He probably didn't believe me, you know, think sure the former pastor is, is glad that you're here. No, I really was because I knew God was going to do his thing and that, that's what needed to happen. Um, so man, that's kind of my story. Um, the last, you know, the last 30 years, the 30 years of, of full-time ministry. So at that time, did you have language for the discipleship that you're talking about? Like, is that, is that more of just like something God put on your heart or what was the language that you, you had to speak about that? Like what you well, felt like you were supposed to be doing during the course of that time. So, so in the last, the six years I was here, uh, guys I, w- I was reading was, was Bill Hall. I read every book he had, mm-hmm. um, you know, Hugh Halter, Mike Breen, those kind of guys. Uh, so so, you know, isn't, isn't in the course of that, that, uh, you know, realizing, okay, this, this is what needs to happen here. Um, and so, um, I just, again, and then here's the thing about, uh, you know, to be a leader, if you're going to take people somewhere, you've got to be there, be there yourself. So for me to lead, I don't even know where I'm, I only know where I'm going, you know? Uh, but, but so, so I knew that I knew that God, um, I knew I wasn't the guy to uh to lead her church to where it needed to go and th- did you hear the voice of the lord when it was time like you you stepped down or you're just like man it's time for me to step no. down i mean absolutely fact um the, the last i don't know how many two three years i preached through the book of acts john travis remembers that or not i preached through the book of acts um uh we had prayer going on like there were guys coming up here at night praying and it's through that time, clearly, um, I, I knew that God wanted me to step aside. I, I knew that. I didn't have a clue what you know, was ahead, but uh, um, I knew that I wasn't, very clear I wasn't the guy. Oh, wow. So what, when we, was it Monday nights? We were, like, we were going to different bodies around here and praying with yeah, those that's, pastors? Yeah, well, that's another one. That's another part of it. I, w- I wasn't even talking about that. But, uh, but yeah, we were going to other, other churches and uh, – corporately you know join them in prayer just for god to do work you know just to wake up just wake us up do something um and he did it he did what what local (laughs) bodies uh grace church no way yeah 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 for sure it was cool um uh choctaw road wow uh, I can't remember. Was, oh, was, it, was there one in Jones? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, there was a yeah. church in Jones too. Nazarene, the Nazarene Church in Choctaw was part of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we probably should get a list of those and go have some conversations. So, <laughs> and so you're—I mean, you're the lead guy here for six years, right? Mm-hmm. And so you've seen. So Moix comes, and then he invites in. I mean, everyone he invited in, you pretty much knew, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. So you knew Mark Crayer, you knew Roland Lachance, Travis Evans. Me and you had talked a couple of times, yep. right? When I was trying to hide in the shadows, <laughs> <laughs> I saw it in you, though, bro. Yeah, I think I remember. I remember a night that we were hanging out at Janice and Richard Man Love, and you pretty much like spoke some stuff over me, and yeah, like here we are now. It's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, um, and I believe Travis has a similar story like that too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah we were talking about that yesterday. Um, like I have in my in my other Bible, like. Uh, and uh, James is where the first, like I have my first Bible study with my wife and, and KD. It was probably 2012 or 2013, right? And I like, now I'm looking back, I'm going like, why did you take me to James? Like I was obviously really messed up because he's like, yeah, let me take you to James. Here's where you need to start. But, but yeah, we have 
like we did um and we did we did a small group for lack of like we didn't like we were doing what we knew how to do right we did a small group in my house Mm -hmm. rolling um kevin and sheila rolling and chevelle um ashley murphy was in there Mm-hmm. Like there was some, it was cool, man. Like some key players that, that are still a part of this body that are, that are awake and that are mature and that are making disciples for people that were in the living room at that time. So I love that. Pretty, pretty yeah, neat. it's true. As you say that there was, a, there was a core group here, you know, that I call them rock stars, man. Like they were, they were here. And uh, so, I, you know, looking back and I said, I was surprised if you, now looking back, I go, oh, I really wasn't that surprised because, you know, he had a score and they were obedient and listening to to the Lord. So, yeah. What was what was going through your mind? So, I, cause I, like, I know you weren't just like you did just step down and completely disappear. Like, I know you were watching from the sideline. Like, you were paying attention because I know the first time I taught, like, the next day my phone goes off and there's a text from you. <laughs> yeah. Like, words of encouragement. I was like, I was blown away. So, what was going through your mind as you're watching? I mean these men you knew like Travis and Roland and, and Murray and, and Brockman and, and these guys, you're like, you're watching them completely just transform and you're watching the body begin to wake up. Mm-hmm. Like, what was that like for you? You want a straight answer? Yeah. Okay. Two things. One, pure joy, knowing that God's doing his thing. Number two, pride mm. and things like embarrassment like mm. dude are you kidding me you couldn't do that you know what i mean so i'm just i'm just being honest like yeah so and and, and some i think some of that's merited like i don't uh, you know i don't want somebody to say, oh it's okay no no i mean it's it's merited it's merited but on the other side of you know a lot of it is condemnation which you got to work through and get rid of because it's not of god so anyway those two those uh, the, you know but but much more joy. And I, you know, I really, like I told Mike, that I, I am thrilled that you're and I, and I am. And, and I was at that point even more so now, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's just the truth, man. That's awesome. And I'm reminded of the word in, in John, I believe it's John three 30, where it's just like, man, like John the Baptist is talking. He's like, man, I must decrease in order so he can increase. And so that's what this story reminds me of you taking that step of like decreasing in order to the Lord for the Lord to increase. Well, I love it. Well, <laughs> I w- uh, we like we were sitting here talking about the first Bible study in James, you know, like James one two says in the NIV, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the Lord was teaching you perseverance in that stage too. Though. Yep, good stuff. <laughs> Just glad he's not through with this man. Yeah, you know, he, yeah. He who began a good work, you know, come on, we'll finish. Come on. So that's what we. we that's what we, we sit in. That's right. I love yes. that. And so, man, so you're tracking, you're watching all this happening. And and so in this moment, so the Lord told you like, this is like, he's pressed on you, like go make disciples. Right. Mm-hmm. But then he tells you the wait. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So <clears throat> I told you guys this yesterday. I'm told Murray this too. So again, this is God. Like, like he's, when I'm still at, uh, at Herod church, the word I get from the Lord is you, you, you will, you will disciple men. Now <clears throat> I embrace that. I go, okay, yeah, I, I, I'll be, but looking back, like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Like really, I mean, but like I told you guys yesterday, this isn't rocket science. Like you can, anybody can do this. The hard part is dying. Mm-hmm. Come on. That's the hard part. We make, we make this thing hard. So, so, so I'm ready to jump in, but 
you know, um, to, to get in my profession, I had to do two years, actually it turned almost three, three years of full-time training. So even before I can even get my license and then I, you know, another year to probably get your own business. So anyway, I can look back now and I didn't have the time really to do it any, to do it anyway. And, uh, so if I would have started at that point, just on my own, um, you know, I'm probably looking at a lot of failure along the way because I'm, I'm not being coached. So, so the work, so this whole process went after Moix got here and you guys are kicking butt, taking names here. So like I'm, the word of the Lord is like, wait, dude, wait, don't reinvent the wheel. There's a culture uh, that's being created. There's a language that's being taught. Uh, don't reinvent the wheel, dude. Like, like let's, you know, we, 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 we model our lives after people of faith in the, the scriptures like right so do the same thing and uh uh you know wait so i did and that's been the last you know four years or so uh uh of my life so so then there comes a time though like like the last year or so like i really kind of felt um like i didn't have much purpose mm. It's like, like I'm just kind of waiting around. I'm really not doing anything. I'm, I'm speaking, I, I, I'm preaching, you know, but I'm not investing. I'm not really doing anything. I'm working all the time. I'm not really doing anything. It's moving the needle of the kingdom of God. I feel like, so I'm, I'm, I don't really have any, and you, but we all know that if you're not busy doing what God's called you to do, um, you're going to feel that way. It's a natural thing. <clears throat> so, um, finally, um, I'd heard that Moix uh, was in between groups or was about to get one. So I, I just called him. I said, dude, I said, am I going to invite, are you going to invite me in? Or am I going to invite myself? <laughs> and so uh, he jumped all over it and graciously allowed me to come in. So yeah. I am currently um, in his group. I love it. We so, were, we were in the garage yesterday cleaning some stuff up. We were talking about that. And I told him how you said that. He's like, that, that's exactly what happened. That's exactly. Like, like that's not been moist, but that's exactly what happened. So I loved it. Yeah. Man, that's so, so that's how you find yourself being discipled. And so how long have you been walking with Chris now? I think we started in uh, early March or late February. Um, you know, we had the bot season and we've, we've cranked it up maybe three weeks ago. Like we're on week three or four, I think. Okay. How's that going? It's good, man. Um, I told you guys yesterday, uh, he's like got the big fire hose out, and like <laughs> uh, uncranked that hose, man. And in the last two weeks, especially, man, we, I've been uh, waterboarded, man. So, <laughs> <laughs> That's, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. It's been great. I love it, man. It's, it's oh. the thing that we all have in common. So like Stanton was in Moix's first group, right? Stanton. Mm-hmm. Uh, is yeah. that eight years ago? How many? Yeah, that sounds about right. Eight Something years. like that. Something so, like, like we, we've all been discipled by Moix. <laughs> yeah. How that's cool awesome. is that? <laughs> that's super cool. Super cool, Travis. It's super yeah, that cool. was one of those things. When when we were up there the last time, we uh, we were at that birthday party for uh, for Kyle's girls. And uh, um, we took that picture of me and Joey. Or it was Chris, me, Joey, and kyle um you know all in all four of us you know like four right. generations it was pretty awesome wow oh oh that inspires me man that's what i want i want some family photos yeah <laughs> i mean yeah. yeah for sure absolutely that's cool that, that, is, really, that is really cool i love <laughs> that good word there 
And so you're being, you're being discipled by, um, Chris Moiks. You're walking with them. So, and now you're at this part where like, and so I'm, I'll let you tell a story, but you said like, man, yet there was a part of your life. You're like, man, I don't like, I feel like I don't have a purpose right now. Yeah. But that's shifted now for you. Yeah. Um, just over the summer in our abide time, um, you know, God, God gave me a vision and, and, and we just talked before, uh, uh, we just talked before we had broken about, you know, the people at peace. And so once we talked about that, like they're, they're all over me, like they're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, you know, so like one, one day I'm, I'm walking in my neighborhood and I'm praying for my neighbors on this, and as I'm walking and this, this dude just walks out and starts talking to me. He says, Hey man, you need to come over, you know, just like you need to come over to my house and talk to me. And I'm going, dude, I don't have time for you. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it. I don't have time for you. So, but yeah, they're everywhere. So, and, and that's what it is with uh, Westmore. Um, uh, I've, I've got a, a bunch of guys that, that uh, uh, I'm praying over and interviewing. <laughs> to see who the Lord really wants in my group. I'm, so I've, I've got three or four that I've kind of vetted, but um, I'm in the process right now of vetting them and seeing who God wants uh, to be in first. I love it, man. So, so yeah, anyway, so I've got purpose. Here. We're, we're looking to crank that up probably October. Oh, come on. Um, so, yeah. But I told Moix the 90, they, after our group was over, they asked, are you, uh, are you nervous? I said, hey, yeah, I'm nervous. <laughs> Do you, I don't feel prepared at all. But uh, anyway, so so yeah, we're 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 getting close to cranking us that that up, man. Come on, man. That's super. That's all of that. If you're not nervous, you're crazy. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's I true. Said, when he said that, I was like, yeah, you're ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember I was sitting with Chris one time, and I was I came to a realization like, man, this is like I need like we need to give this stuff away. Like I need to give this away to people. And he's like, you're ready. I'm like, no, I'm not. Like I'm not ready. <laughs> like, what does that mean? Like what are you talking about? He's like, you're ready to go. You ready to go do this? I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> like don't don't send me out. Please don't kick me out he's, of the house. <laughs> yeah. And then he's sitting. And he's like, the very fact that you said those words means you're ready to go. And I'm like, oh no, I didn't mean it. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah. And so, man, like, what is the, what's the biggest thing that has impacted you so far and being discipled and that you've seen from disciple making? Like, what's the biggest thing you've taken away so far? Um, I would say probably that, you know, making scripture, the top priority that that transforms lives. Like that's like, you know, you know, holding people accountable to the word is, is it like, it's the transforming power of the Holy spirit working through, you know, the, the word of God. Um, uh, that would probably be number one. Uh, and then watching, you know, chains and, and things fall off of people. And then also how the Holy spirit brings up the deep, dark parts of our life yeah. when we weren't even expecting it to happen. Boom. There it comes. Yeah. Um, so that, that's, uh, that's cool. Um, and, and just, you know, just and number two would just be just spending time with people like life on life. You just got to spend time. Just got to spend time. It's like kids, man. Just like a parent. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Here we are in James again. 
it's it's like it was reminding me immediately i'm like but whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it not forgetting what they have heard but doing it they will be blessed in what they do yep i mean it is yep. the word right james 1 25 yep just use it, it as a mirror man yep the scripture does the heavy lifting like we say that yep. all the time but it's it's easy to get lost in all the other things when like the word is enough yep it is, yeah, it is enough. It is enough. Yeah, that's good stuff. So, so Kevin, um, God, I think put this question on my heart. Like even back when I first met you out in front of of Joey's house, um, yes, you know, like Chris and Chris had told me a little bit about you, and I got to meet you, and then he told me a little bit more just about your story, and like growing up in a small church, you know, like understanding you know, what it looks like for pastors to burn themselves out on a regular basis. Like what is the message that you could say to pastors that are, you know, like that are feeling God's call that what they're doing isn't working, but they don't know what the answer is, you know, man, very simply Ephesians four, man. I mean, he gave something, you know, they passed this, this, he gave some to equip the you know, equip the, the people, God's people for works of service. I mean, that's it. Um, um, that's, that's it. There's nothing, the hero mentality doesn't work. The American model doesn't work as far as the, the, the guy, you know, doing the work of ministry. No. So it's just really simply getting back to believing, believing what the Bible says, believing what God says about how the church of Jesus should be structured and, uh, you know, not trusting the American model uh, that, that tells us how to structure a church. So I mean, I'd say that's it, man. And, and, uh, you know, I'm looking at the landscape of, of the church. I, I, to me, it should be easier for, for pastors to give that up because I don't see success ahead for that model in America at all. So, um, it's, it's either change or a lot of pain in the future. So, I guess you change when you hurt bad enough. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> right on. That's right. <laughs> Often it didn't answer your question. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. What it, kind of a follow up to that? What about like the people that are, I'm, I mean, I'm sure you had people around you that you could consider like your, maybe your trusted, like support people. Like the, one of the conversations that's been a pretty common in my D group of late is like this idea of leading when you're not in charge, you know, there's even a book written about it, you know? And so it's like for, for people that maybe aren't the pastor, how can, how can they support their pastor and how can they like then also step into kind of a leadership role as well? If he's on board or not, if he's not on board e either way, I mean, yeah. you could, you could run both scenarios if yeah. you want. Well, um, I mean, obviously, if he's if he's not on board, if you have a relationship with him, I think it, it it's probably your duty to you know be a, a brother and say, hey, this is what God. Let's let's look at this thing together. Let's look at the Word of God, what it says, and then just compare that to what practically is going on uh, in the church and how it's not successful. Uh, the model's not successful that they're, that they're, that they have. And, and then this is God's way and we need to trust God's word his way. Uh, if, it, if, if, if he is on board, then, then, then the words of encouragement to the pastor is, um, Hey, here's my gifts. Here's, here's my, what God has gifted me with. Um, let me roll up my sleeves and do my job. So, yeah, it's good. 
That's good. The rising of the royal priesthood. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's right. Like I was reminded when Stan asked that question, I was reminded of Ezekiel 33, where it says, The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, speak to your people and say to them, If I bring a sword upon a land and the people of the land take a man from among them and make him their watchman, and if he sees a sword coming upon the land and blows the trumpet and warns the people, then if anyone hears the sound of the trumpet, does not take warning, and the sword comes and takes him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet and did not take warning, his blood shall be upon himself. But if he had taken taken warning he would have saved his life but if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet so that the people are not warned and the sword comes and takes any one of them that person is taken away in its iniquity but his blood i will require at the watchman's hand so you son of man i have made a watchman for the house of israel whenever you hear a word from my mouth you shall give them warning from me if i say to the wicked O wicked one you shall surely die and you do not speak or warn the wicked to turn away from his way that wicked person shall die in its iniquity but his blood I'll require at your hand. But if you warn the wicked to turn away from his way, and he does not turn away from his way, that person shall die in his iniquity, but you have delivered your soul. Hmm. Man. Yeah. That's it. There's a calling on our lives. Yeah. There is. You guys have any more? Do you have any questions, Travis? Or I don't think I do. Stanton? What you got, Stanton? Just... uh as you were reading that, I was reminded as like we've been in a in our group, we've been in Proverbs 16, just mm-hmm. like the first three verses. But it says Proverbs 16, one says, Go ahead and make all the plans you want. But the Lord, oh, this is the TPT. I should <laughs> I mean I like that, don't get me wrong. But... Okay. So Proverbs 16 1 says, The plans of the heart belong to man but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Mm. So that's like, that's exactly what you're saying right yeah. there. Michael is, is like the word of the Lord or the word is from God. Right. So that's it. All the ways of man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. I love that. Yeah. That's a good word, man. That word's been floating around a bunch here lately. It has Proverbs been 69. Yeah. Lord's been putting that on a lot of us. One vine, huh? Yep, the, the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Yep. Yeah, that was the word I gave you yesterday, Kevin. Yep, you did. That word establish <laughs> means to set your pace. So for the runners out there, like it means like, like your pace has already been set by the Lord. As the pace setter, I can identify with that. Ooh, right, there you go. <laughs> hey, so I, I do have, so kind of follow. So we it's too late. Stan, edit him out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, kind of like to follow up a little bit on on Stanton's question, and kind of something that we touched on yesterday, Kevin. um, Like, like you're not the lead pastor now, right? And and so, like we were talking a little bit about like what like the way you're going in to make disciples now is kind of from like what we would call like from the back row, so to speak, Mm -hmm. right? right? So like, touch on that a little bit, would you like, what's it's, I like it, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I have no desire to go back to that model. Like I was talking to the lead pastor at the church I go to, you know, and just stuff, you know, going on and I, 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 I kind of got the shakes like, oh, no, there's no way because, uh, you know, you, at that mall, you can't, you can't speak truth. You can't, you can't, you can't be totally 
uh, bold in the, in the scriptures and say what it says, because you're worried that people aren't going to be attracted. So, so I, I love this way, I, you know, and I, and I totally embrace, and I've really always embraced the, the idea that, uh, that, like you said, the priest of the believer, that we're all, we're all ministers of the gospel. And it's like yesterday when, uh, we ate together at that, re- that little restaurant in, uh, uh, local restaurant in Choctaw and one guy recognized me from years ago of being the pastor here he goes are you the are you the pastor at Heron church i go no do you used to be the pastor i said yeah i said but th- those guys over there are the pastors <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's true and that's that's true and that's 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 what i believe in in yeah. uh, embrace totally so that's good is that harley's or whatever place this What's was Boomerang place? Girl, Boomerang. Oh, not yeah. too far from Harley's. Okay, I was going to say you guys went to Harley's without me. I was at both <laughs> yesterday, by the way. <laughs> trying to get a heart attack? Yeah, <laughs> try get, yeah pretty much. <laughs> uh, I love that. And so, I mean, this is, kind of goes off a little bit of um, Stan's question, too. So if, you're, if you were sitting across, let's, like, let's say you're sitting across from a lead pastor, right? What, like, what, let's, maybe he's not burned out yet or maybe, maybe he is, and you're sitting across from him, what are some words of encouragement that you would give him? Like, let's say it's a younger guy, right? Like, so like, let's say he's, let's say it's my age, 33. So I was three when you started ministry. I just wanted to throw that in there on you. <laughs> so, Thank you. Ouch. Thank you very much. <laughs> and so let's say like, man, like someone who's getting ready to step into this, this world of ministry, right? Like they're, they're fresh out of college. Like the, the Lord has put them at this on them. What are some words that you would give them? question would first are they are they teachable mm. i mean the, the the truth is unless we're teachable it doesn't matter Come what on. i say you know um but if i could i would i would show them uh i would the Ephesians four passages the first peter passages um just through just just walk them through scripture of how you know how, how the church Jesus built the church and how Paul established the church and how he started churches and how he placed elders and in charge and you know it's not that there's this uh, plurality of leadership it's not one guy come on and then just you know just put that right up next to the model that they have or that we're told is the way and and just flat out say this doesn't from experience this does not work and this is where you're headed and, uh, you know, I think there's some scriptures to talk about being wise and yeah. <laughs> listening. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's what I'd say. I love um, it. Yeah. I love it. And so what would you say to our, like our listeners right now, those who are being discipled, those who are in the season of waiting, like they're waiting to be discipled and those who are getting ready to roll out and start their own group, like you being where you're at right now, like what are some words of encouragement that you, you would want to give them? Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if, God's telling you to wait, wait, because his, his timing is, uh, impeccable. Um, it, but if he's telling you to, to, to go, go quit messing around, you know, uh, there is a word go as you're going in the great commission, you know, not a, so, so I think you got to balance that. Is it God telling me to, is my heart? If you're, if a heart is, if you, if your heart wants to go, but he's telling you to stay, then stay. But if, but if, but if he's telling you to go and there's nothing to hold you back, just fully embrace um, and submit yourself to leadership, submit yourself to the authority of scripture and let, let, let God do his thing, man, and watch stuff fall off of you and, and, um, let him equip you, prepare you to, uh, uh, be the minister he's called you to be. Man, that's a good word, Kevin. Next week, if you want to tune in, we will be 
interviewing. Actually, we will not be interviewing. Our wives will be interviewing. I think I believe it's Lori Evans and Lauren Ferris. Is that correct? We'll be interviewing Kelly Lemon on next week's episode, or not necessarily next week's, on the next episode of the Great Awakening podcast. And so, man, Kelly is an awesome, awesome person. She's had an awesome walk with the Lord. I've like Stanton really could probably speak more into this than I do. I can because I've I've only got to meet her probably a handful of times, but every time like it's been very impactful. Yeah, Kelly's Kelly and Summer have a pretty awesome relationship that's developed through some trial and just through like getting to walk together. Um, you know, so it's exciting to see her continue to grow and step into, you know, like learning and hearing from the Lord. And and so I'm I'm super excited to see, hear what uh what the Lord's been doing in her and and have her share that. So yeah, it's gonna be really, really good. So yeah, tune in for the next episode and like what we're going to start doing here in the future is like, we're going to do an episode where we're going to sit down, we're going to interview someone like the, the husbands are going to interview um, some of the men who've been transformed through the process of disciple making. And then the wives are going to come through and they're going to interview some of the um, women that's been transformed through the process of disciple making. Like we heard your guys request you, you pretty much just told us the wives are better and you wanted yeah, more of the wives, which, heard too, yeah. which we all like, we all agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> and so Definitely. we are as Christ has laid down his life for the church. So we're relaying our lives down to our wives and, yeah. No. So, <laughs> for, yeah. For our brides. For our brides, yeah. For our brides. I don't know if they would agree with that. They're like, how are you laying your life down by making yeah. me talk on a mic? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, right. It'd probably push back, push back on that. But it's I'm I'm really excited for it. And I've been having some amazing conversations with Lauren and Lori and some of the ideas and some of the things like what they're getting ready to do and how they're they're meeting with people and they're they already have a whole list of people that they're gonna sit down and interview and it's gonna be really, really good. So yeah, that's good stuff. Yep. And so, Kevin, will you do us the honors and Absolutely. Uh, pray us out? Absolutely. Jesus, we love you and we're grateful uh, as we see uh, really Matthew 16 uh, being played out upon this rock. Uh, you will build your church. You are building your church. And uh, we just ask that your blessing to be upon every single person listening to this podcast, Lord, that you would just set a fire in them, um, that they would just have a, a continual lifestyle of of repenting and believing the good news. And uh, we just pray that God and just do um, with us what you want to have done. And I'm just reminded about what you are doing in, in my life, how, um, you know, I, I, I was trying to pastor here at church, but now here at church is pastoring me. And that's just awesome how you work. And I pray that you do amazing things uh, through everyone that's listening to this. And we just give this to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And, and well, grace and peace. Grace and peace. Grace and peace. <laughs>